Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This is part 5 of the talk, How to Protect Oneself from Ghibat. Uh, this is an English translation of a talk by Mufti Daqi Usmani Dhamad Barakatahum. It has been written about Imam Shafi Rahmatullah that when someone asked him a question, sometimes he asked, uh, he remained quiet for a period of time and did not reply immediately. Someone asked, Hazrat, it has been so long, but you have not said anything. Imam Shafi Rahmatullah replied, I'm quiet because I'm reflecting on whether it's better f for me to stay quiet or speak. So first think about whether you are going to say is going to be beneficial or harmful for you. Is it If it is going to be beneficial, then say it, otherwise stay quiet. Hazrat Thanvi Rahmatullah has taught us the way of using our tongue carefully that before you say anything, judge whether what you are about to say is true or not. Is it going beyond the boundaries set by Sharia? Is there any lie in it? Is there any exaggeration in it? Am I just repeating things I've heard without verifying them? These days, a lot of conflicts and disagreements happen because people make statements without thinking about them. They hear something, then neither remember it correctly nor try to verify it and just repeat it. This then leads to major discord within families. So, first reflect on what you have heard. Do you remember accurately what you had heard? And if you want to quote it elsewhere, quote exactly what you had heard. Do not add any unsubstantiated details to it. And if you have not been able to verify it, then do not quote it as a statement of fact. Hazrat Thanvi Rahmatullah is saying that we have become used to saying whatever comes to our mind without thinking about it. How then do we change this habit? Hadrat is saying that learning every new skill takes practice. So start practicing. Even after you first decide to start thinking before you speak, you speak. You will not remember it. But if you keep reminding yourself, you will develop this habit over a period of time. Even if you forget to do so in the beginning, just start doing it when you remember. And just keep reminding yourself to think before you speak. Over a period of time, it will become second nature to you. You won't have to make so much effort to think before you speak as you do now. Then whatever you say will be correct and free of sin. This is the only way to stop oneself from committing ghibat, telling lies or hurting other people's feelings. A person wrote to Hazrat Thanvi Rahmatullah my nafs, that is inner self, teaches me this rationalization that people do your ghibat too. On the day of judgment, the reward you get from people who did your ghibat will be handed over to people whose ghibat you have done. It has been narrated in a hadith that if a person commits ghibat about someone, then on the day of judgment their good deeds will be given to the person whose ghibat they have done. This person wrote that this is why it is it comes to his mind that people do his ghibat and he can also do other people's ghibat. The good deeds of people who do my ghibat will be transferred to my account and my good deeds be, will be transferred to the accounts of people whose, whose ghibat I have done. These good deeds will neutralize each other so I shouldn't worry too much about doing ghibat. That was his rationale. 
In reply, Hazrat Thanvi Rahmatullah said, First, there is no evidence to prove that the sawab, that is reward for good deeds, received as a result of others doing your ghibat, will be sufficient to atone for this. It is possible that the sawab received from others stays with you and specifically your sawab is given to the people whose rights you have violated and sawab received for, from, for others is not sufficient for deliverance. Besides that, there is no evidence for equivalence. It is possible that more sawab is taken from you and you get less sawab from others. Then how will it be sufficient for atonement? End of quote. It means that it is possible that the sawab for your salah, your fast, your recitation of the Holy Quran will all be taken from you and given to others whose ghibat you have committed. And you get sawab for other people's good deeds who have committed your ghibat. But the sawab you received is less than the sawab that has been taken out of your account and what is left is not sufficient for your deliverance. All these are certain rationalizations that he puts in human beings' minds to make them commit bad deeds, that if you do these things this way or for this reason, it will be fine. May Allah Ta'ala save us on the Day of Judgment when all our deeds will be weighed and we will see our good deeds being transferred to other people whose rights we have violated. Only then we will realize how greatly Satan had tricked us. We would have done a lot of good deeds, prayed Salah, fasted, recited the Holy Quran in the month of Ramadan, had the great fortune to perform etakaf, kept waking up at night to pray, and then on the Day of Judgment, we will see all of these good deeds being taken out of our account and being transferred to other people's accounts. All our efforts would have been in vain. There will be no limits to the regret and grief we will feel at that point, but it will be useless then. That is why we should not give in to the trick of Satan's now thinking that on the Day of Judgment, the ghibat we do of, our, of other people and the ghibat they do of us will balance out. May Allah Ta'ala protect us all from this fate. Ameen. Hazrat Thanvi Rahmatullah further said, Ghibat is a voluntary act. Its treatment is determination and continuously reminding oneself not to engage in it. If a person engages in it, he should skip one meal. That is helpful in giving it up. End of quote. What Hazrat Thanvi Rahmatullah is pointing out is that Ghibat is a voluntary act. It never happens without a person's volition. If ghibat was an, in, was an involuntary act, it would have not been declared haram by Allah Ta'ala, as Allah Ta'ala has said in the Holy Quran. Allah does not obligate anyone beyond his capacity. Surah 2, verse 286. Therefore, it is within a person, person's control to stop oneself from committing ghibat. However, this does require determination and continuing reminders. A person has to make a conscious decision that from now on I will not commit ghibat. I will not say anything that's against Allah Ta'ala's wishes. He should also keep reminding himself how great a sin ghibat is. Thus his good deeds will be transferred on the day of judgment to, to the people whose ghibat he has committed. 
a person asked Hazrat Thanvi Rahmatullah alayhi, some people are engaged in committing major sins. Would revealing their flaws and sins be included in Qibat? My nafs, that is inner self, rationalizes that if their flaws are not revealed to other people, they may get deceived by them, and it is necessary to protect Muslims from being deceived. End of quote. So is it okay to disclose people's sins if hiding them might mean that other people might get deceived by them? Should we commit such a person's ghibat or not? The person who had asked this question had just started on the path to self-improvement, that is Tazkiya. So Hazrat Thanvi Rahmatullah replied, Only a person who has completed his Tazkiya should ask this question. A beginner on this path should not do ghibat even in situations where it is permitted. End of quote. It means that a person who has just started on the path to self-improvement, who still has to get his nafs cleaned up, should not do ghibat, even in situation in, in which it is allowed to do so. This is what Maulana Yaqub Nanothi Rahmatullah has explained with an example, that if a paper has been folded to one side, if you try to straighten it, you will not be able to do it because it will keep folding to the same side. The way to straighten it is to bend it in the opposite direction for a short while. Then it will become straight. Similarly, people's nafs is used to committing ghibat indiscriminately. If a person wants to stop committing ghibat in situations in which it is haram to do so, then initially he also needs to stop committing ghibat in situations in which it is permitted to do so. Only after he has practiced it over a period of time, then his nafs will be tamed enough to do ghibat in situations where it is permitted and not when it is haram. May Allah Ta'ala grant us all the determination to act on this. Ameen. Wa akhiru dawana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.